This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night, we're up the top of the tower. It can mean only one thing. You are listening to the Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm the host, Nick Pete, back as usual with the very best of Merseyside fight sports news, reviews, and reaction. I tell you what, I've got a cracking show for you tonight. Bringing back a favourite of the Fight Disciples from 2018, a new face to the uh, Fight Disciples audience this year in 2019. Glad to say, before I introduce him, he hasn't hobbled in on crutches or got his arm in a sling or got any kind of injuries. That should give you an indicator of who we've got in the studio with me if you know anything about mixed martial arts on Merseyside. Tonight's show is going to be dedicated to the cage. A little bit of boxing news probably coming up in part two. I'll let you know a little bit more about Liam Smith's direction. But as I say, tonight's show is going to be dedicated to mixed martial arts. Cage Warriors 101 returns to the Albert Dock on February the 16th. We are at the Exhibition Centre and the card is absolutely stacked from top to bottom with Scouse talents. I have, of course, got my two studio guests are going to be on the card. Mick Stanton's on the card. Elliot Jenkins on the card, Dylan McLaughlin, Anthony O'Connor and Adam Wilson. All Scousers, all on the card. There's going to be more names revealed in the next couple of weeks as well. Tickets are available now as far as I know. Tickets are available, aren't they, lads? Yeah. Yeah. On now. Um, get stuck in. Going to be an incredible night down there at the Exhibition Centre on February the 16th, which leads me to tonight's special guests. Listen, I teed this up last week on the show. I said this Cage Warriors 101 show is already a cracker because we've got the one thing this city loves more than anything, a Merseyside derby. We've got a Scouse battle, two of our own lads going at it, hammer and tongue. It's going to be an absolute belter. I mentioned it last week. Tim Barnett, Adam Ventry are going to go at it. And I've got them both in the studio tonight. They're sitting on opposite sides of the studio. Nothing to worry about. I think we're going to be all right, aren't we, lads? Yeah, I've, reviewed, I've removed all the sharp objects. You know, I've taken everything out the way. Won't no. be a problem, will it? No, not no. a problem at all. <laughs> really like each other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tim, uh, you've been in the studio before. Yes. You were on Fight Disciples last year. Everybody was captivated by this incredible lifestyle that you lead. You are not the typical fighter, put it that way. Um, fighting Adam. How did it come about? How did it come about from your point of view? Um, I just got offered it, like after coming off of, like you know a tough year last year, um, at a at a weight that I probably more belong at. I mean, when I was fighting up at welterweight, the guys were outweighing me by seven kilo, so it was a big ask to go in there and try and win the fight. You know what I mean? But I'm more suited to the lighter weights, and but it was just too hard to make fifty five. Like towards the end, I was having to cut like six kilo in water mm-hmm. and like I'm not a big sweater so like every bath and wrap I was I wasn't even losing a kilo you know what I mean so it was I was having to do it over and over and over and over and over again and then I got a, offered the Adam fight and to be honest I was thinking oh, I like this guy <laughs> and then when he took it I was like oh he's took it so I'll just take it as well <laughs> that was pretty much how it came about for me did um is this Part of you then moving down, as you say, 2018, didn't work out to plan, suffered your first loss, ended the year with a loss as well. Yeah. Um, is this part of your move down to 155 from 170? Yeah, I think it's going to be, I'm going to go back down to 55 unless, you know, the other divisions come about. But if not, yeah, but I'm just going to have to stop enjoying food completely and just use it as fuel, basically. Yeah. Like, there's, there's going to be no pleasure with the food. It's just going to be having to use it to get to a certain weight really 
Are you one of these fighters that's kind of stuck then between this 155, yeah. 170 yeah. pound yeah. division? Definitely. Your home would be 162, 165, yeah, something like that? Yeah, around there would be perfect. That's why this this weight is, is a lot better for me, you know. I'm not going to have to cut a heavy amount. and I'll still have to cut, obviously, to get to this weight, but it's it's not going to be like six kilo cuts. And yeah. the, the, the amount of sweat that comes out of me is very minimal, so it, it drains me energy-wise. I mean, when I lost against McKee in the world title fight, I was, I was done off the cut, and I was going into the cage thinking about the cut, so... I can't really be having that. If I can't have that on my mind when I've got a fight to focus on, you know what I mean? So yeah. that was how it came about, basically. Adam, Tim said the call comes out of the blue. Does that mean it come from your corner then? You know, you, um, had, a, you had a great 2018, finally. You finally had a good year under your belt finally, after, after injury-ravaged the years. Two years of madness, really. <laughs> yeah. But the fight came along with... I don't know, we, just, we were speaking to Ian and then he was like, oh, Tim's there, if you want to fight Tim? I was like, what, wait, 170? I'm thinking, I've been fighting at 155 and I've come from 135, 145, 155. I was like, he was like, oh, no, we'll do it 165 at first, he said. I was like, okay, I'll take the fight. Former world champion, isn't he? So mm-hmm. it's a good fight for me to get, get to the point where I want to get now. Like, I want a world title. So beating former world champions will get me there. Yeah. So, but I was thinking, I actually thought Tim wouldn't take it because he's had like, last year he was like, few losses and thought he might want like a, a little tune-up fight like not like, not a, like a, a bum or anything just a tune-up fight for him but when he came back and sprat I was, I was like i was happy he took it yeah but it's it's all business really it's a bit of fun we're not gonna try i'm not we're not gonna start fighting each other now and all that we've got to go in there got the cameras on for come on no we're gonna like we'll, we'll go in there and we'll have a fight we'll have a proper fight yeah like we're not them fighters that stand up stand there and don't do nothing we'll come forward and we'll try and hit each other very hard but obviously you're both martial artists at the end yeah. of the day. It is what yeah. it is. It's competition. And we're both fighters sport. as well, you know what I mean? Both of us bring it when yeah, we yeah. fight. This so. is why I like it. This yeah. is why it's such a that's why last we, week I was getting excited about it. We it's don't a great need fight. trash talk. People just want to watch the fight because it's a good fight. Yeah. Like yeah, everyone doesn't everyone's not talking about the talking. Everyone's gonna talk, everyone keeps talking about the fight. Yeah. How it's gonna go and stuff like that. And in my opinion, I really do think it's gonna be a very good fight. So You've obviously you obviously get on, you obviously like each other. Have you yeah. ever rolled before? You ever shared a map before? I've, I've supported him. He's been on my podcast in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kenny did a podcast a while ago. We we came um, when he was fighting Dylan Chuk. I stood there screaming yeah. for him in the arena, mate, in the in the um, in the Olympia, desperate for him to win. So you like know, when we, he won the world title, meshed him. Yeah, yeah. Him well we've all, we've always been sound. I've yeah. always supported him. I, I haven't got a problem with any of them lads. But you know what I mean? We're I always in the fight game. Them. You've got to fight your mates sometimes. If you're, yeah. not your, if you're not in the same gym as them, you're gonna have to fight them one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. paths cross. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. And we will be on fight night. We'll both bring it, and it's gonna be a, a good night for all the fans. Yeah. Why? Why one sixty? Then why accept it? Because it, you, logic would suggest that the advantages are gonna be with Tim. You yeah, know, he's he got more experience. He's the bigger man. Yeah. He's coming down. You're you're essentially giving away weight because you don't struggle to make one five five, do you, lad? Um, no, I don't struggle, but I'm one of them. Me, I'll fight anyone at any weight. I actually would. I've been off trying to fight Brad Wheel at one seventy, <laughs> but Ian Dean won't let me. So one sixty, I'm fine with that. I don't have to kill myself to make one sixty at all. Yeah, like it'll be it'll be easy. Um, but it's better. It's better. It's, it, the weight cuts. Weight cuts are terrible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm like I'm like a Diego Sanchez. I've been at every weight class nearly. I think one thirty five, one forty five, one fifty five. Now one sixty. Yeah. So and I think it'd be probably the best performance I've ever had at one sixty because I don't have to kill myself to make it. Yeah. I think I'll be full, fast. Everything will be sound with it. I think. You had a good 2018. Finally. Two good wins on yeah. on the Cage Warriors yeah. Academy cards. 
they, they've proved vital for your rehabilitation, really, haven't they? Yeah, they've because, you a great platform. Um, the, it was always the the cage, the proper cage always card, like the Echo shows. It was like cursed. Yeah, I always thought it was cursed. I kept getting injured on every time I prepared for them. Um, the closest the, you ever got was it kept saying Adam Ventry versus TBA. And yeah. Then next time I spoke to someone, yeah, Adam's off. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was just like my like two years of. This is but, just you dodging TBA. Yeah, for I was, years. Always, I was, I was dodging <laughs> TBA for years. Um, I was meant to fight the last one on on Cage Wars. I was meant to fight the one who fought on the Academy show. I was meant to fight him. And then Elliot fought him instead and got beat by him. So, but the Cage Wars Academy cards are great. Paul Reed's a great man. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? He, he, he helps anyone he out. He's helped me out this camp. Like I told, he's like he's he's trying to get he's giving me all advice on nutrition and he's giving me everything really. But he runs a great show. It's one of the best amateur shows I've ever been on. Yeah, and pro shows. So it's better. Like it's it's on par with the Cage Warrior shows the way he runs them. Yeah, so no, he does. Yeah, the brilliance. The brilliance. In, in regards to yourself, Tim, as I say, 2018, a, a bit of a year to forget, or how'd you look back um, on it no. now? No, 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 regret anything, you know what I mean? Um, the Bonafide, I moved up to 170, he's a big 170. I was weighing probably 80 kilo maximum fight night, he was probably 85, 86, you know. So a big, big weight advantage, but a fight that without the point deduction, I won basically. Yeah. So. Nothing, nothing bad with that one. Just a few errors in terms of grabbing the cage and things like that. And I, I probably could have finished if I, if I used my mind a bit better in that fight. But again, coming off a loss is is psychologically tough to get back in the cage. So especially one where you've been smoked in the first round. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that one was kind of just getting my foot back in the door, like getting over the loss, all that type of stuff. And then the one after was obviously Alex Lahore, who's got like triple if not quadruple the experience I've got former welterweight world champion a weight he's definitely outweighing me by at least seven kilo yeah. and I just got caught in that fight so again I learned a lot about my own stand-up I, I'd always I working a lot on my jiu-jitsu trying to get that better and instead of like focusing on my strengths I was always focusing on not essentially my weaknesses but the area that I was less experienced in you know so I went back to working on my striking and realised, wow, I've still got a lot of holes in this. I've, I, I'm not using striking in terms of MMA striking. I'm still trying to box. And it's a completely different world when you're striking MMA than boxing. So I've really tra- been trying to work a lot on that, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. without those losses, I maybe wouldn't have changed anything. So it's important to find the holes in your game by fighting people who are going to expose them and then using it to get better as a martial artist because... At the end of the day, that's what this journey's all about. I fight to test myself so I can then become a better version of myself, basically. Yeah. You st- you started last year, obviously undefeated as amateur and pro, and then... No, I did lose an amateur. Did you? Last Sorry, one, an amateur, yeah. Right, okay. So, but coming into it, you were, you were on a five-fight winning streak as a pro. Was there a... Do you look back now and think, oh, you know what, I, ne- I needed bringing down a little bit? You know, I, yeah. I thought I was a little bit untouchable. I thought I was. Not necessarily that. I mean, I didn't... I didn't let the ego run away with me in terms like, oh, I'm untouchable, but sometimes you go with the mentality of, oh, if it's not broke, don't fix it, when there is things to work, you know what I mean? But yeah. you can neglect them if you're doing well. But it's only when something happens to you and you get that wake-up call that you go, all right, so I'll go, I'll go away and fix that now. It's it's very hard to make changes in your life and to your lifestyle, but the loss will make you do that, you know? So I am. I'm happy they happened. It's It's... People will, in this game, there's too many people who are taking easy fights and they're, they're fighting people who they know they can beat. So I've never done that. Whoever I've been sent a name through, I've gone, yeah, let's try it. Because it's about testing your martial arts skills at the end of the day. And that's all I'm going to try and do here. Yeah. No beef, 
no nothing, just learn about myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. You feel a similar way, Adam? When that phone call came in and it was Tim and you thought, you know what, I liked him. I'm mates with Tim. Yeah, that, that, that was the first thing. That was the first me and Paul talked about. He straight away he was like, oh, they've offered, uh, they offered Tim. And I was like, well, me and Tim are friends. Does he accept it? He was like, no, it's, it's up to you first. I was like, go ahead, I, I'll, I'll take it then. He's a former world champ. That, 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 that was the main reason, really. He's a former world champion. I've got yeah. to be former world champion to get a world title shot. Yeah. And like, I need a big fight. I had, I've, I've fought like the past two fights. They've been alright fights, but they're not big fights that people talk about. Um, but he's a bigger name. Do you know what I mean? Bama world champion for Reese McKee. He's fought on Cage. What he is on the main cards for Lahore. He's had good fights. Do you know what I mean? So it's good for me. It's good for me. It's a good win for me if I, when I do it. What's well, a huge? It's a big step. Yeah, up it's a big step up. A big, it's yeah. a big win. Well, it's your I, first Cage Warriors main card. It was first main card, yeah. Yeah, I've been on Cage Warriors before a long time ago. Um, I think it was about four or five years ago when I fought Adam Blackwell. That was, but I was only at that time. I was three and zero, and he had twenty seven fights, and he'd fought Terry and Brad yeah, Pickett yeah. and all these people. And I, and I took on three weeks' notice, got beat by him, but I learned a lot from that. Really, that can't be taking stupid fights at, at that time. Yeah, absolutely. It must be a, it's a good place to be right now. Next yeah. gen. It is. It's a very good place. It, it, the, the buzz is high. UFC people got UFC two UFC people in UFC. Um, got Paddy. He's always the character that he wants. Hmm. Um, everyone's winning. Do you know what I mean? I'm winning finally. Yeah. I'm on the. I'm on it up instead of going on the down again. <laughs> um, so it, everything's cut in place now to have a great 2019. Really. What's the What's the secret to staying fit? Um. Have you, have you cracked it? Is something you've changed? Stay away from Paddy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Don't that, roll that, with Paddy, that, yeah. that, 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 That's a secret. Is it Paddy that keeps getting you injured? Is it him that keeps injuring you? The first injury that caused like the, the next thing of all the injuries was Paddy. They went, he didn't mean it. It was just we were like Paddy the boy. in a roll and he got my arm stuck between his legs and then next minute it snapped. That was my elbow snapped. And then from there my shoulder went because of the elbow. And then, what was after that? Um, oh yeah, and then fell over on an escalator. That escalator yeah. one's the worst one ever. On my birthday, go walk up an escalator in flip flops, slip and slice my toe open on, on an escalator. But now everything's fine. I'm not wearing flip flops in, 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 in every every pair of Havianas in the yeah. Venture household has just, been just, in the bin. Just shoes and trains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just. Stupid things over there in the end. Brilliant. Well, listen, I want to get stuck into you in part two about your journey into into fight sport, into mixed yeah. martial arts especially, and obviously I want to get a little bit more background on, on yourself, Tim, and how you've changed your camp and how, whether you've stepped things up or whatever else. You know, I think there's a bit of, bit of movement in this city at the moment, people changing gyms and these big opportunities are coming. And once again, Cage Warriors proven how dedicated they are to the talent on Merseyside with, with more big shows and hopefully there's going to be even more to come in 2019. What I especially love about this one is we don't need Paddy to have a big event in Liverpool. You know, he's done great. It's been brilliant. Last year, we had Dad until dragged the UFC octagon here. It was fantastic. But this Cage Warriors commitment to the to, to the rest of the city, to the other people in the city, the opportunities they're going to get. And you know, obviously, this, this fight is certainly going to be main card. I think we're still waiting for a headliner. But I tell you what, I think the buzz around the city at the moment is... I think most people are going to buy tickets to see this fight, to see you, t- you guys go at it. You know, you yeah. both might yeah. be completely humble in the studio. But... The beauty of it is your style and your style. When you bring that together, I think we're guaranteed fireworks yeah. on February 16th and that's what I'm looking forward to most. Stick with us. You'll listen to Fight Disciples 
on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Delighted to say I'm still joined in the studio by Tim Barnett and Adam Venti, who will be going head-to-head Cage Warriors 101 at the Exhibition Centre on February the 16th. We've just got stuck into the fight then, how and why it's happening. But uh, Tim, we've had in the studio before, massive fight disciples following everybody. Love Tim's aspect and the way he views his martial arts career. But uh, Adam, you're new to the studio. So, you know, let's start at the very beginning. Why why are you sitting here now with cauliflower ears and a busted nose? And what led you to this position in life? Where did you go to school? And um, Do you know what? I went to SFX, safe answers, but... So are you a South End lad? Yeah. 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 Do you know what? Like, I'm one of them people who you'd never imagine me as a fighter in my life. I'm sure Tim said exactly the same thing to me. <laughs> like, I am, I am one of them people. I'm not athletic. Not, not like that. I'm not, I'm not like that. I shouldn't be, I really shouldn't be a fighter. So when you were at school, you weren't in the football no, team? You weren't no, in the athletics fo- team? I hate football. Like that. Hate football. Hate sports. Hate anything to do with it. So were you were the kid of the SFX that was get sent to the headmaster's office for fighting in the playground? And no, I didn't fight. I didn't, I, didn't, no? I didn't fight. I was just nice to everyone. Like I'm, I'm just not. I don't. I'm got angry, but I've got. I'm angry, like, but I'm not like. I'll go out and start punching people in the face and stuff like that. I was never like that kid. So what led you to mixed martial arts? What led you, you know to what? The, the, the I used to watch little bits of it, and then I think what was it? Which fight was it? It was Forest Rampage. When they fought for the world title, and they had yeah, the other yeah. fight. I remember watching all the fights and thinking, oh, I want to go with this because I used to love Forest. Because I wasn't. Yeah, I think I fight like Forrest. I think I am Forrest in, in the English one version yeah, of him. Love it. But um, I remember watching that, thinking, "Oh, I want to have a go with this," and everyone was like, "You're not doing that. You're not doing that. You'd be finished in a week." Who's that? Your friends, family, or family friends? You were like, "Oh, you wouldn't do that. You'd be done in a week." Nine years later, I'm still doing it, <laughs> and they're still like, "Yeah, you'd be done in a week. You'd be finished soon." What gym did you go to first? Next gym. You literally, I've never, I've never been to another gym, and I probably will never go to another gym. Yeah. I'm one of them. Me, I'm loyal to the, till the end. I probably won't change it. Can you remember your first day there or, you know, that first experience that you had? What class was it you walked into? Um, or who did you see first? It was a juju. Actually, the person I seen first was Paddy. And, that's like, <laughs> and at the time, he was just a small little kid with a shaved head. And he was still the same then as he is now. Um, and then we started training together. So we've like we've got like a month between us. Like he's he's he started a month before me. And so we're like that. Uh, we started training together and then... Ever since we've been trained, well, for nine years. So. so, so what age was that when you first went to next year? How old were you then? Fifteen. So you were obviously still at school at that point. Yeah, I was still at school. Um, I might be sixteen, I think. And then, yeah, I was in sixteen. Didn't tell anyone what I was doing it. And then a year later, I was I was fighting. Got off of the fight with Elliot Jenkins. And the funniest thing about that is that we were in the same school. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Me and Elliot was in the same school, but he, he, I think he'd been thrown out at that point. So. <laughs> So um, Elliot was he wasn't at next gen at that point. No, he's a Calbon. Right, okay. So, and then we had the fight. He beat me, and then from there it went on. Really, just years of fighting. So at the age of sixteen, when you when you first went home to your, to your parents or your family, and said, "Listen, I've been sneaking off every Tuesday, Thursday to go to next gen to train." No, I mean family knew about it. It was just right, friends. Okay. And I didn't know about it. Yeah. What were your family's reaction then when you first said to them? Um, when you first said to them, "I want my mom didn't want me to." Do she, always, she didn't want to do it. Actually, I showed, I showed her a video, a, a fight first, and then she was like, no, you're not doing that. I don't let <laughs> you do that. And then she still says that now. Like, after the last fight, where I got that, where I got it in the eye, and my eye spilled up, she was like, I'm not going again. You're not, you're not doing it again. 
I was like, I'm fighting on the Echo, on the Echo show next week. Mums shouldn't be allowed to go. Yeah, to my mum's exactly the yeah. same. Oh, my yeah. mum's been to, shouldn't be allowed my to be go. to every fight. And it's not about that fight. She was like, oh, you're fighting older people now. I was like, I've always fought older people ever since I was... Because you're still I've a ne- little boy. Yeah, I was like, I've, I've never fought anyone that was... The only person I've ever fought like around the same age was Elliot. Yeah. Everyone else has been older. So she's like... So when, when I got there, when I was there, they were like, she was like, oh, you'd be finished in a week. You'd be done. This week, you'd always do this, stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. She and thought it was like when she bought you that tennis racket and you played tennis for the week or... You yeah, know, when one of them. you got a new thing every week. Yeah, yeah, You want to yeah. do this, you want to do that, you want to do that. But then I just stuck at this. This this is a thing I found that I loved in the end. Is there anybody in the family, family history that's been a fighter or...? Um, No. No? No. We're not a fighting family. No one's been into boxing or anything oh, or yeah. martial arts. My dad's, or... my dad's uncle was a was a boxing coach, old school boxing coach though. Oh right, okay. Yeah. But that was it really. Not a, not a major. So Martin Ventry was it? Yeah, it was. Oh no way. Yeah. Martin Ventry. Yeah. No way. Ma- so Martin Ventry used to teach the coaches how to coach. Yeah. Martin Ventry was the man. He used to have a great time. Oh mahogany Martin. <laughs> yeah. I love him to bits. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's well, there you go. So yeah. you, you know you've got that stock in you. Yeah. you know, Martin Ventry. He's always telling me to quit at MMA and come to boxing. I bet he is. Yeah, that's yeah. what he's always saying. That, that, Every time my dad sees him, tell, tell him to stop doing that. That stuff on the floor. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't. That won't get you nowhere. Come and do boxing. So who's, who's been your biggest fan then, family wise? You know, was your dad? Has your dad always been into it? Is he always supported? You no, know it was like my sister. My sister really. It was 15, 16, yeah. You're basically going because the amount of time, you know, the amount of hours you guys have to train, it's a big commitment. So you're basically saying, listen. Forget about further education. Forget yeah. about this and that. Forget about me starting an apprenticeship. This is what I'm gonna yeah, because throw I, myself like, into. After I was in sixth form and they did one year and then just said, Oh no, I'm done with this. I'm gonna go and become a fighter and she was like, What? I was just then in the end it worked out, you know what I mean? The I had years of not making money and doing all and not having a job and all this and they, they covered everything. Mm. They helped me cover everything, gym fees and all that stuff. They so they, they helped me out doing that and stuff. Yeah. Something that they didn't want me to do, but they still helped me because they seen that I, I loved it in, in the end. Of course. So they made, so they paid for everything, really. It's such a familiar story, isn't it, Tim? You yeah. know, you show me one fighter that hasn't done a similar path. It's all about your still success. The same now, yeah, your success <laughs> is based on family support, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're, you've got. To, I think it's selling that dream initially. You're like, oh, I'll be there one day. I'll yeah, be there one that's day. That's the hard part, especially yeah. with mums making people believe that you'll be there one day is the yeah. hardest point. Like, I want to go and get punched in the face every day. Hey, because wait one wait day... have two kids and try and sell that story. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Wait, wait till you go home with cauliflower ears. That's even the worst. <laughs> That's the worst. So you say, But you say your sister's your biggest fan? Yeah, she is. What does she do? She just, she just, She's just there all the time. At every fight, buys tickets, sorts tickets out with everyone and all that. There's all the art, like the stuff that I don't want to do. Yeah, the legwork. Yeah. Sorting people's tickets out. Is she older or younger than you? Older. Does she train? Wow. She's never going to no one, no one of my family trains except me. Wow. <laughs> it's mental. So, Such a crazy journey. Yeah. You, yourself, Tim, obviously, you, you mentioned them with two kids. You know, it's especially after a tough year in 2018. Yeah. You must get to the end, end of the year and go, wait a minute. You know, is the dream worth it? Is yeah, it worth of course. pursuing that, this? Because a lot of that was going into my head last year. I mean, we live in a world that's designed to crush your dreams and push you towards the mundane lifestyle that I refuse yeah. to live, you know what I mean? The nine to five. Uh, yeah, nice. like, I, I'd rather die doing this than do that, you know? I'm not selling myself for no piece of paper, mate, and, and that's that's always been my view, you know? You, you're going to get to a point where it's going to get hard and people are going to go, you know, is it worth it now? And 
one hurdle in the road, if, you, if, if you're willing to walk away at that, then what you don't want it enough anyway. Yeah. Rogan put something up the other day. Did you see that? If you're going to do something, do it with all of yourself. Do it to the end, and you'll be rewarded for it eventually. And you know, in the end, if I end up coaching MMA, I'll, I'll still be happy doing that. At least I'm involved in what I love instead of going and having to do something that I don't like. You yeah. know. But yeah, the pressure was on last year. I started to question it all myself. You know, am I going to get to the top? Have I got it now that I've lost? Um, but it's important to go through those questions. You learn a lot about yourself through doing that, you know, and I feel like I'm a more evolved fighter for losing. I definitely do. I mean, it's all well and good just going on a win streak and stopping people, but eventually you've got to get the wake-up calls to go, right, now it's time to step up again, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes people do without losing and sometimes it takes a loss to make people do that and for me that was my journey you know yeah have you done I wouldn't any- change it of course have you done anything to shake it up to, to to change things up a little bit you know did you find any any answers to some of the questions because you come away from 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 a tough year you know a loss two losses and a draw and you think okay something's not happening because you, yeah. you're committed yeah you're in yeah but something's not happening here. There's, there's questions that need answers and I need to find those answers and find them quick. Yeah. What 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 changes have you made as we start 2019? Working a lot to my strengths again instead of, to, you know, to, to my weaknesses. So I'm, I'm really focusing on striking. I'm doing a lot more wrestling. I'm working to areas where I want the fight to be instead of, like, thinking, oh, what's he good at? And then working to that, you know? And that was something that I did. And it's, it's kind of approaching the fight from, like, a negative mindset. It's it's approaching the fight thinking, oh, we're going to be in a place where he's good at instead of being able to impose yourself. So I wasn't trying to go in and impose myself. I was trying to go in and stop it, him from imposing himself, which yeah, is yeah. a completely wrong way to do a fight, you know. So I've changed a lot of things, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving back down is a good thing for me weight-wise. I mean, we'll see where we, I go with 55. It will be tough to get there, but... I don't want to be fighting people seven kilo heavier than me at 70. It's it's a silly thing to do, giving away a stone in a fight, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, We'll see where it goes. You've, you've obviously reviewed the coaches and the training partners you're working with and you're yeah. happy with them. Yeah, It's, am, it's yeah. all about you. Yeah, I'm happy with them. It's it's all about me, yeah. I, yeah. I, I always point the finger at myself, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam, obviously, as you say, you've, you've been at Next Gen since day dot. Yep. You don't envisage going anywhere else. So there must be something about you training at Next Gen that makes you go, I don't need to go anywhere else. No. Is, is that just because, you know, the, shark, there's a, the sharks at Next Gen, you're getting... Everyone's you're great. You know what I mean? Everyone's great there. We, like us, we're all, like, it's like a family there, really, in the end. Like, it's not just like we go in there, train and go home. We're, there, we're, we're together all the time. Like literally, with all every day, we're all together. Yeah. Um. And I think if you think if you lose and think, oh, I've got to go and change gyms, that's weak-minded, really. Yeah. I think it's like you don't need to change. It's not you don't need to change gyms. You just need to change yourself. Yeah. Really, most of the time. Yeah. Like it's not your gym. It's you. You're going in there to fight. You're doing the wrong things. It's not the gym doing the wrong things. It's you. You just got to figure out what you, what you're doing wrong and then change that. Yeah. Going to another gym most times doesn't work out. Like, I just don't think I don't don't think you need to change gyms if you if you're losing. Yeah. You just need to change yourself and your, and your preparations and how you fight and what you're doing next. Really. Yeah. I think most most fight fans from this city probably first engaged with you, Adam, when you fought Dylan Took, wasn't it? That, yeah. that fight, which was, you know, it ended up being one of the best fights of the year. Yeah, Absolutely. people still talk about it two years later. I, I, walk, I walk down the street and people go, oh, do you remember when you fought that 
Irish kid. The Irish like, lad, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah exactly. I remember that. Why is why have we never had a rematch for that? Because it was a belter. We've asked, we've asked for the reach rematch many times. He's not interested. He keeps saying no. He what well, he, he signed to Cage Warriors now, mm. so he, he's got no way because he, well, he was signed to Bama and I was signed to Cage Warriors and it was just like, and then I was fighting at a different weight and he was fighting a different weight. But in his opinion, is that he's never been offered a rematch with me when he's been offered it many a times. He got offered it the, the, two months after the first fight, and he said no. He just says no every fight because he's broke. Yeah. Would you I, go over there as well? I'll go over there. We offered it. We offered him. We, I think Paul. I think Paul. He was trying to sort out the Shinobian Island for mm. to the rematch me and him in there. And he doesn't want it because he knows the first fight he got up lucky. Really, yeah. I made a mistake and I got caught. It was my fault. It's not. But that first round, in my opinion, should have been stopped at a certain point. But it is what it is. I can't just. I can't just say this should have happened. That should have happened. Yeah. It happened now. Of course. It's a great fight. Everyone loves the fight. The fight. I don't think anyone's ever watched the second round. I think always people just watch the first round and go, yeah, I'll, turn the rest, I'll turn it off now. Yeah, it's one of the best fights I've seen. That great, that'll do. It was just because it was one of them fights, wasn't it? I was meant to be the grappler and he was meant to be the striker. Yeah, and then that's right. I it was walked, completely reversed. Wasn't it was it? completely reversed because I, because I walked to the cage door and thought, oh, maybe if I'm thinking I'm going to get knocked out, I might as well swing and while I'm doing it. Yeah. So everyone, 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 no one thought I'd do, would beat him anyway. I remember when when uh, when Paul sent over the lineup for Cage Warriors, the the academy show, and you were on it last year. I'd seen your name and thought, oh yeah, I remember him when he beat that Irish kid. And in my mind, you won that fight. Everyone thinks, of, everyone, everyone, weird. Think, everyone yeah. thinks because of the first round, the way it went. I think I've seen that first round so many times, I've yeah. thought like, oh yeah, that was a big win. I just remember being at the first round and the second round coming in going, yeah, my arm's not working here. I threw that many punches in the first round. I think they should have been stopped. Yeah, I think it should have been stopped. He was getting dropped too many times. And now that everyone, now when you look back now, two years later, people are getting stopped standing up and people are like, you, you stopped McKee standing up, didn't you? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. people, refs are jumping in now he, uh, to stop fights quicker. Yeah, they are, yeah. For, and, he, and now, if you look back at Tuk now, ever since the fight I've fought him, once he gets hit, he drops. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't, he's not the same person anymore. He's broke. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be the same ever again. Let's see how he does on his next fight in Cage Warriors. Yeah. But, but that's, when, that's still definitely one you wanna, you'd like to do again. I'll get a world title and then just say, come on then, we'll do it. You can't say no to a world title shot. I'm off you in a world title shot. Absolutely, of course. Um, the move over to Cage Warriors, Tim, is it, are, you, are you still happy with the move, the decision yeah. you made to come yeah. over? Um, well, Bama went under, didn't he? Of course. So uh, I had to go somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah. And I like Cage Warriors. I've always been a fan of the show. I've always been a fan of the talent pool in there. So to test yourself against the best, I think that's the place to be. And it's a good route to get where you want to go in terms of UFC eventually, you know what I mean? So... If you can put good wins together, get towards a title shot there, they're gonna come knocking on the door eventually. So it was just it was it was a no brainer for me. Yeah, yeah. Lucky that Cage Warriors around in the UK doing what they do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shows, isn't there? To 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 be able to fight. I mean I've been to where now where the fight with her? Cardiff it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then I fought in Liverpool and now I'm fighting in Liverpool again. But there's there's many places to go. There's Belgium they do don't they of course yeah, yeah. so I, I mean, I'm interested while, yeah. in fighting all over the place mate you get yeah. to see a little bit of another place while you haven't put on a show so why not you're listening to Fight Disciples <laughs> on Radio City Talks please stick with us I've still got Tim Barnett and Adam Venture in the studio we are talking about Cage Warriors 101 which comes back to the Albert Dock the exhibition centre next door to the Echo Arena on February the 16th tickets are available from all the usual resources I'm sure if you visit cagewarriors.com or hit up any of the the gyms that these lads are from as well 
Um, I'm sure there's tickets available from the gyms directly from the fighters. Stick with us on part three. We're going to have a little look towards the UFC this weekend, and I'm going to ask the lads the million-dollar question. Who wins and how on February the 16th? You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you just joined us, where have you been, man? We're talking about Cage Warriors 101, which goes down at the Echo Arena on February the 16th. Absolutely stacked with Scouse talent and none more so than the two lads who were sitting across from me in the studio. They've been absolutely on their best behaviour uh, so far. Tim Barnett and Adam Ventry, they're going at it a catch weight, £160, which makes me want to ask the million-dollar question. 160 Size advantage, Adam. You're giving away all the natural strengths, aren't you? It doesn't does, doesn't this push push the equation back over to Tim? He's got experience and he's got size. He's got reach over you. Or is that how you like it? I'm a bollock. That, that, that's what that's how I like it. I, I'll be the underdog, then, won't I? I'm always the underdog. So it's sound with me. Like my style is built to t- bigger people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't think I'm that you know not that small. Am I compared to Tim? You might, have, you might be six. I would thought always six too. Yeah. Get some information out of me. What's your reach again, Tim? Just make a little note of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, like the, I'm not like I'm one of them. Me, I, I don't care about size. I don't care about weight either. Yeah. I'll fight anyone at any weight. I'm not really bothered. If they offer me a heavyweight fight, I'll probably take that. Then I don't have to cause any weight at all. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about styles making fights and obviously delighting the fans, Tim. And for me, on paper, this is this this can't miss, can it? Both you guys love a scrap. This is this is gonna go off. You're yeah. all mates now, but once them once that cage door closes, I'm sure you'll shake hands. You might even hug it out before the first bell. <laughs> but once that bell hits, you, you, they'll yeah, be swinging for the fences. Of course. We'll shake hands before it. Once the cage door closes, that's we'll different. Fight. We'll fight, and then we'll shake hands after it. Yeah. Whatever happens, is he elbows me in the face, knees me in the face, or I punch him in the face and elbow him in the face, we'll still shake hands after it. That's what you should do. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's what it's about for me as well, being respecting each other, you know what I mean? It's not always about the Conor McGregor type attitudes yeah. sometimes you can come along and you can fight someone who you like yeah. put on a good show and then shake hands after it and move on and learn from it and that, that's what it's about do you not you know as a former Bama champion a guy that's been on numerous main cards you know you've, you've been at the top of UK MMA to for someone like Adam who's still you know he can't catch a break so he's still climbing that ladder for him to accept the fight is there an element of you feeling a little bit disrespected maybe going wait a minute you're going to no, move up and fight me as well not at all I mean I remember being an amateur watching him fight pro so he's been in the game a long time you yeah, know what yeah. I mean ex- I wouldn't say I'm the more experienced fighter I think he's I'm, the more experienced fighter yeah I fought Dean Tr- like we were talking about I fought Dean Tr- fought where Cage Wise featherweight champ now I fought Adam Blackwell I got thrust like, into the limelight pretty quick, basically. Yeah, maybe just, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, you you've been up there. You've had a belt yeah. around your waist. You've you've headline cards. You know, you've you've been on Cage Warriors main cards before. And as I say, mm. fortune hasn't favoured you no. at all, Adam. No. So while you might have been you've been around longer and you've you've fought better competition at that stage, yeah. you're I feel like you're playing catch up to Tim. Yeah, I am, that's what I'm doing now because of all the injuries. I am catching up. I'm catching up to most people. Yeah, like I like this year, like. I have caught up quite a bit, quite fast. And I think it was the last fight, the Fowler fight, because Fowler just beat Elliot and everyone was like high on him. And I came in there and stopped him in the first round, really. So yeah. I have to make catch up now because I've been away for so long. People forget about you in a week. Of course. Like, you don't do anything. Like, I had the two fights, everyone was talking about that. And then years later, people were talking about it still, but everyone forgot me anyway because I was injured all the time. Yeah. And they probably just like, oh, he's injured again. 
He's, yeah. Oh, he's on the card? No, he's not. He's injured again. And it's just one of them, really. So I'm catching up. That's why I've took the Tim fight. Yeah. Were you going to events and people going, you're not fighting no more, no? You're finished yeah. now? Like, I bet your fans were saying that, weren't they? Even to be silver, I thought I weren't fighting no more. Yeah. I thought I was done. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think I was ever going to come back. Like, it was, it was a hard to come back because it was like, they were really going to go back into that camp and get injured again and try and do it again. Like, it was just a lot of trying to get... It would always be, I'd get to three weeks out on the Echo Show and I'd get injured. It was three weeks out all the time and there was something there that just wouldn't stop. Hopefully it's finished now. Yeah, yeah. I gonna, when I get to three weeks, I'll bubble wrap myself up and not do anything. <laughs> so it was like, it was hard. It was like, I had to come back every time and thinking, oh, is this worth Like we were saying before, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it, is it worth it? And in the end, it is worth it. Yeah. Because you want to get to that point. Of course. This is a this is a man who's had a great year. On, you know, yeah. flip side of you, Tim, he's had yeah. a great year. Two first round stoppages. Yeah. You know, he's coming into this with his tail up, bright eyed, bushy tail. You know, the, the full hit, and you yourself, you accept that you've got a bit of a, a rehab year. You've now got to come over that psychologically. And I know you're very much a thinking fighter. Yeah. You know, on paper, this guy's got all the advantages coming into this fight. The flip side of what I've just said earlier. Yeah. He's got all the advantages. He's 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 loving the game right now. But you're still trying to find a way through a dark patch. Is that something that you're taking as a challenge? Yeah, definitely. And and also the fact that I know what it feels like recently after a loss, mm-hmm. and I really don't want to feel that again. So I'm going to do everything in me in me power so I don't have to feel that feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, if you judge yourself on wins and losses, then you're going to always be in pain after fights. It's it's just a part of life. You go up, you come down. It's you've got. You just gotta learn from it and, and come through the other side. And I'm just excited to show the things that I've put in place. And, and, and I have become a much better fighter yeah. because of losing. I really have. As Adam said, nobody would have nobody would have turned a blind eye or complained had you faced. Listen, there's no easy fight in MMA, but we all know there's certain opponents out there that you can go. You know what? I'll rebuild against them first, get a good win, and then come back. But it kind of speaks volumes about you that you haven't done that. Yeah, I'm not about that. It's it. It would be hard for me to get out of bed for a fight like that. You know what I mean? And I know sometimes it is about building your career smartly, but I like to fight. I, I enjoy having a fight with somebody else. So I'd rather fight somebody who's going to bring it. You know what I mean? So that's that's why I accepted the fight. Yeah. How does the fight play out, Adam? In your mind, you must have you must be visualizing it by now. Where do you think? How do you think you're going to win this fight? Um, I think I'm not be able to make a backward step. That's what you're preparing for. I can't. I'm, 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 in my head, I prepared for a three round war and being in the hospital hospital with him. That's what I. That's what <laughs> John I'm, Jones. That's what I'm, one yeah. that's, in my head, that's what I'm preparing for. Because yeah. I know that he 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 goes forward and I go forward, so it's going to have to clash. Yeah. And it's the first one to make a backward step. Yeah. Loses. Do you agree with that, Tim? I am a I am a fighter who likes to put pressure on, move forward, stalk me opponents, and he likes to come forward. And I know I'm not just looking at him as a jiu-jitsu guy. I know he can strike. I've seen him put people down with his shot. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not underestimating him at all. So I'm preparing as best as I can and I'm I am preparing if it goes three rounds, I'm preparing for that as well. I'll be as prepared as I can be. I yeah. always take my preparation seriously, you know. And I will do it the same this time as well. The um, obviously, as, as Tim says, you're a jujitsu guy, like so many people from next gen. That is the bedrock of next gen fighters. But we're seeing so much more from next gen fighters yeah. now. Well, the striking qualities of people from your gym has jumped up considerably over the last twelve months, especially. Yeah, it's it's everyone, everyone, because we were always winning by submission. Everyone, everyone think, oh, they got no striking, they got no striking, and that was the thing with the two fight. The same way we talked before, 
Yeah. Everyone's thinking, oh, he's going to he's going to destroy him, strike him. But then what happens to the grappling? It's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the funny thing about that fight is, I didn't do any striking whatsoever for it. Mm-hmm. We just we had a game plan, just grappling them. So that like, so I've always I've got striking. Yeah. I just I've just shown them the past couple of fights I have, and then the last fight I showed that I've got Judo too still. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, but I don't get where the thing comes from. Oh, you're just grapplers. You're just grapplers. Yeah. No, we're, we 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 fighters. We're good everywhere. Yeah. And we'll show that. We've showed that many a times. But but on paper, surely. You know, you want to on, put, on paper, you want to put Tim on his back. On, 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 paper. On, on paper, you want to have Tim on his back. No, you're quite happy to. I'm quite happy to get stand in up the centre. Yeah. Let those hands go. Well, we'll let let the those hands go. feet go. Let the elbows go. Oh, I can't wait. I wish it was February sixteenth. <laughs> now you get me all excited yeah. already. Like on paper, if you look on paper, I'm the better grappler because I'm the brown belt. Can yeah. I've done more jujitsu, more jujitsu tournaments. I've done one load more fights by submission, but really, I'm there to entertain. Yeah. From there to do. On February 16th. I'm there to entertain. I'm there to go forward. I'm there to do whatever happens with Tim. If I can't get Tim down, I'm going to have to strike with him, aren't I? Yeah. And if Tim can't, if Tim can't strike with me, he might have to try and take me down. Mm-hmm. So we just see what happens. That's what's so fun about this fight. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to go. Could be a grappling match, but really, it's probably going to be us standing just trying to whack each other dead hard. <laughs> just whack each other dead hard. <laughs> there's Paul's team, there's yeah. Paul's talking to the corner down already and Jason's there. Just, just go out and whack him dead hard. Just go out you know? and whack him with the Simple. very first punch. See what yeah, happens. Exactly. But that's kind of music to your ears, Tim, isn't it? You know, that's what you want to hear. You know, yeah. that... Everybody knows I enjoy a stand-up of course. Place, so. And was that all part of the conversation when Adam's name was mentioned because you, have, you are a friend, fan of Adam, that you thought, well, at least I know he's going to bring it. At least they yeah, know he's going to slightly stand yeah, and bang exactly. with me. I knew he would bring it, and I knew I bring it. So the fight coming together was just—it's—it's it's a good fight for the fans and good fight for both of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I am looking forward to it. I really am. It's a good fight for the city, and you know the city is absolutely buzzing at the moment. Twenty eighteen, while we had, you know, there was there was plenty of downward moments there. You know, Molly obviously losing at the Echo Arena, Paddy losing, um, but then we had the Echo Arena. We had the Octagon come to Liverpool for yeah. the first time at Darren Till. Then we had the negative of Darren Till. Okay, it was a massive high that we actually had someone fight for the UFC belt, but obviously he ultimately got beaten in that fight, didn't really get to do what he wanted to do. You guys are at the epicenter of Merseyside MMA right now. Is it stronger, better, in a better condition than it's ever been in, do you think? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think more people are tuning into MMA now than ever before. I think it's a continuing to just grow all the time, you know, so... And it is. It's people like us who are willing to go and put it on the line. That's helping it do that. We are laying the way for the amateurs coming through and things like that. So hopefully by the time the good amateurs in our gyms get to our position, then they're getting a good living wage from it, you know? Yeah. Because at the minute, it's not at that level yet. That's the truth of it. Of course. So if we can do that for people coming forward and definitely, you know, bring more hype around it, then maybe we can start getting looked after a bit better ourselves. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you've got to get paid for this. You can't just... Do it for free. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. MMA, for a long time in, in, in British fight sports, was seen as, like, boxing's ugly cousin. But it, it's transformed right now, you know? Yeah. The exact opposite's happening. Boxers are gravitating towards MMA rather than the other yeah. way around. Yeah. You know, boxers are thinking, wow, there's an opportunity over there. And there's so many boxers now we speak to who have on this show who are massive MMA fans. Yeah. The, the, the mutual respect has completely changed. Would if you ever consider going over? Obviously, it's Tim, you're more of a striker, you would guess. Would you ever fancy I, a boxing match? I am your box, didn't I? Um, That's right. Nah, <laughs> it's the honest truth. I mean, 
there's nothing more real in terms of a fight than MMA. Yeah. Boxing doesn't, it's completely different. Like, even the way you have to throw in the gloves. In MMA, it's it's not a case of loading up, throwing big power shots and them little gloves. You only have to touch, touch, touch. If you watch the way Connor strikes, he's not mm-hmm. throwing everything in. And you, you can do that in boxing gloves. You can stay inside, but in MMA gloves, there's always little gaps for a shot to get through. It's more about being in and out of range with the feet. So it takes a lot more skill than people see, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And only when you've actually had a little go yourself do you truly come to understand just how much skill that it actually takes. Of course. And it is as real as it gets compared to a fight, you know what I mean? If you can throw someone on the floor, you can knee someone in the face, you can do that in a real fight. Yeah. It's Talk not just out. about punching people, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to become the best version of a can of that MMA fighter. Absolutely. Not yeah. just a striker. What do you think, Adam? Come on, make, make Uncle Martin happy here. I'd have a go, me. If they, <laughs> if they offered me, I'd have a go. I like, I like to just test myself, and that's another test. Yeah. Once I've done what I want to do in MMA, then if you said, oh, do you want to box? I was like, yeah, go ahead, I'll try that as well. Yeah. I'm one of them. Maybe if you if you say ask me to do something, I'll probably do it. Yeah. But look at Connor. He's just made hundreds of millions from one fight. You're gonna do it, aren't you? Yeah. If you get to yeah, a point in, in the if you get to the point where you UFC world champion, you go, do you want to box this so and so? How much? Hundred million. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll do. I'll, yeah. I'll do that. You're not gonna turn that down, are you? Exactly. Uh, we mentioned UFC there. Just want to end the show. Obviously, UFC Brooklyn coming up this weekend. If you want more on that. Uh, check out at Fight Disciples on social media or our website fightdisciples.com myself and Adam Cattrall break down um, our opinions of UFC Brooklyn this weekend go through the entire fight card but I just want to ask you both because history is in the making once again with the UFC this weekend an opportunity for TJ Dillashaw to follow in the footsteps of Conor McGregor and Daniel Cormier and Amanda Nunes by becoming a two weight world champion except the difference this time is the bantamweight champion is going down to flyweight Adam I'll just see it playing out I'm going to pick TJ, but it depends on the weight cut. Yeah. It depends if he's done it right. And he looks he looks in shape, but then it's like, is it that extra 10 pounds that he's got to get off to make 125? See how he, it, if his performance is worse. But I'm going to pick TJ by TKO in the third, me. Yeah. So Judo looked fantastic in the second fight with Demetrius Johnson when yeah. he won the belt him, but is that the case? It's all about how Dillashaw yeah, makes weight? I, I agree, to be honest. Uh, I think Sahudo can definitely get hold of him and take him down, and, and and I think he'll be the stronger guy coming in. But I mean, TJ's face at the minute. I don't know if you've seen any of his social media. Yeah. It looks like it's made a rock or something. He he does look rough. So to to get and I mean, look how lean he was. Yeah, and at, a week to thirty five. You know what I mean? We'll see how the weight cut goes. I think if the weight cut goes bad, Sahudo ends up tiring him out and ragdolling him down. But if the weight cut goes well, Sahudo will struggle with TJ's movement and stand switching. You know? Yeah. I ask this all the time as well. Who do you, you individually would pick out now as the pound for pound best fighter in MMA? Who, who's, who's, who in your mind's the number one? I would used to say John Jones, but everything's clouded now. Yeah, for um, obvious reasons. I'd say DC. DC is pound for pound best. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I, w- I would have said John Jones, but there's some major cover up going on there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what well. I mean? The last big pay per view star, the stats need to be in by the end of the year that they're making good profit turnover. Yeah. I don't like the way that played out. I think it's it stunk. Of course. There, there was so much th- 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 corruption going on. 
Don't get me started on another conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yeah. save, we'll save that for another show. <laughs> on the pound for pound debate, though, you're both wrong. It's Max Holloway. Just wanted to end it on that. Yes. <laughs> you're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. As I say, if you want to catch more of our stuff, hit us on social media, at Fight Disciples on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual places. And for more content from us, visit fightdisciples.com or visit any of your usual podcast suppliers. I'll be back here next week with another show dedicated to Merseyside Fight Sport. All left to say is to say thank you to Adam thank you to Tim please get through the rest of your camps unscathed I'm, I'm looking at you Adam especially wrap yourself in bubble wrap sling that body out of the gym he is to go nowhere near you he's on Aldi anyway is he good he on Aldi stay nine there days, Paddy so if sad. you're listening stay on Aldi lad don't come home until the day before the fight you are not welcome at next gen we want to see this lad fit we want to see this fight happen and obviously best of luck to you both on the night and let's just hope we get a fight of the year contender that's all I can say nice uh, join us next week for more of the same fight disciples up the top of the tower with Radio City Talk thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes